This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Remember that movie of some years ago, Bruce Almighty? Uh, that's where Bruce is this TV reporter and he wants to be the anchor man. You know, and he thinks he's doing a good job and he prays to God, you know, I want to be the, the anchor man, help me be the anchor man. And, and he, that's not what happens. He doesn't become the anchor man. And he is ticked off, all right? He is white hot, angry at God. Have you ever been angry at God? If you're a, a believer in, in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if you have not been angry with God, I want you to know straight up, you are like one of the few people, if not the only person in the history of the world that has not been angry with God. So Bruce is angry with God. Right? And he, and he won't let it go. And so God finally says to Bruce, then, okay, it's your job. You be God. You know it. And at first, Bruce, this is awesome, right? He's got this almighty power. He can do whatever he wants. All his prayer requests are, of course, yes. And so he goes out and gets this, that, everything. And it's just amazing until it dawns on him that he has to answer everybody else's prayers, too. And there's a scene in the movie where he's trying to close his ears because all the prayer requests are, are coming in, just one after another. They're driving him crazy. And, and he said, man, there's got to be a wet, better way. Maybe there's got to be like a, a filing system or something. And all of a sudden, the room that he's in is just filled with all these filing cabinets of different sizes and shapes. And the, the prayers are all there. And he's like, oh, this isn't going to work. My, my family can't move around, you know. And so he goes, what about post-it notes, all right? And so there's this big gust of wind that comes into the house and post-it notes go flying all over the place. It covers the floors, the walls, the sea, covers everything, it covers Bruce, covers the dog, covers his wife who's sleeping. There's yellow post-it notes all over. And oh, man, you know, how about by email? What if we do it by email, right? So Bruce sits down at his desk, goes into his computer, goes to his AOL email account, opens it up, and the AOL voice goes, you've got prayers. And he downloads the prayers, and there's like over a million and a half prayers. He's like, oh, man. So he starts typing away, and everybody's getting a yes. He's going, yes, 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 you know, and as fast as he can, as fast as he can. And after a couple of hours of this, he goes, I, I probably I have to have made a dent in this. He goes back, checks out how many email prayers he has, and now it's over 3 million because people haven't stopped praying, right? And so he finds a shortcut key, types in the word yes, and boom, sends it, all right? And everybody was happy except not everybody was happy, right? Because when everybody's getting yes and going back and forth, it's just not the way it works. And so as Pastor Ben mentioned earlier, we're in a, a new series today. We're just starting it off. It's called Promises, Promises. Uh, 
And as you know from your own life, from your own experiences, promises, whether they're pinky promises or handshake agreements or, or even written contracts, so often those promises get broken in a snap, right? And it becomes hard to trust other people and what you hear and what you experience. But God's promises stand the test of time. They're always faithful. They're always true. They're always right on the money. And that being said, you know what it's like in real life too, right? When we go through difficult times, uh, when maybe there's a, a situation at work, conflict at work, maybe a loss of a job or a broken relationship, a, a loss or a death, things can get really tough. But I want you to know, that as, as we go through this series, you're going to see God right there for you. And as, as we go through this series, one of the things we're going to look at, we're going to look at because of Jesus Christ, there's no condemnation. Not, no, no matter what's in the past, no condemnation. As we go through this series, we're going to see that, that we have a strength that is not our own. It's God's strength in us. And that's a, a changes thing. Another thing we're going to look at is that as of right now, right now, and it's actually been going on, God is making everything new. And then the promise that we have for us today, that Jesus has for us, is that God not only hears our prayers, but he answers every single one of our prayers, and he answers every single one of our prayers with his best yes. This is Jesus' promise. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Now, as we, we start to drill down into this promise, I, I think we need to be authentic and transparent and, and real about prayer, right? You see, for a lot of us, we sometimes have struggles with prayer. Right? Just being honest, sometimes we have struggles with prayer. You can put that in your notes if you're keeping notes. Uh, we struggle with prayer in all kinds of ways. For a lot of us here, we, we know that we should pray, but, but that doesn't help us out a lot. We, we want to know how we are to pray. What kind of words do I need to use? Is there a, a good time and a, a not so good time to pray? What's, what's the best possible time? To pray. Do I need to pray with my eyes closed? Do I have to pray with my hands folded? How do I pray? And for, for some of us, we, we've kind of got that part down. We, we know it's not about the externals, but about the internals. But, but we struggle because we struggle with time. We want to pray, but gosh, you know, we, we want to start our, our day in prayer and the night didn't go so well, and so we hit the snooze alarm, we hit the snooze alarm, and we get up, and there's a million and one things to do, and, and, and we don't have time to pray, right? Or, or we're praying, we wake up, we pray, and, and we're in the middle of our prayer, but we hear the kids, they're already up, and there's a big crash. Boom, there goes, the prayer's over, right? And we spend the rest of our day guilty because... We didn't pray, and, and we start, okay, we, we try to soothe our conscience by going, I'm going to pray before I go to bed tonight, right? I'm going to pray before I go to bed. We keep telling the service that. 
As the night goes on, we've gone through the long day, we're watching Netflix or a movie or whatever, we're in bed, we've got our phone and we're going through social media and stuff and we're tired, we know we were gonna pray, we want to pray, we're just tired and the next thing you know, we get smacked in the face by our phone because we dropped it when we fell asleep and we didn't pray and and maybe some of us we we've got that we've got that part down too but but maybe for some of us we just go you know gosh just struggle with prayer because God is is so big he's got so many important things to do he you know he's got much bigger things to take care of than than little old me my my problems are insignificant compared to everything that's that's going on in the world if that's you I I want you to know that God is a whole lot bigger than we can even fathom. But I also want you to know that in that bigness, in that greatness, in that grandeur, what that actually means is that God is into then, in his bigness, he is into every sphere and every nuance of our life. If you turn to Psalm 139, you know, what what you're going to find there is this really big God is using his hands to intricately knit us together inside our mother's womb. And that same Psalm, what you're going to find as it describes God is there is no place we can go where he's not there. Yeah, we need God and his bigness, his grandeur. His glory. And maybe for some of us, we've, we've kind of got that down, but, but our struggle with, this, uh, with prayer is this, is that we end up using prayer as a bargaining chip. God, if, if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. God, if you give me a spouse, I'll never look at anyone else. God, if you have me win the lottery, God, if you have me win the lottery, straight up, I'll give you 10% right away. No problem. God, if if I'm running late, if you give me a parking spot right in front of the building, I promise when I get in, I'll treat my coworkers really good. God, if, if you heal my son, I'll go to church every Sunday. Uh, we start to use it as a bargaining chip, manipulate, try to manipulate God. You know, if, if I can just clean up this one area of my life, if I just be more sincere, then I'll get what I want. And maybe some of us have that down too, and, but maybe this is our struggle, and that is that, that God is sovereign. And if we're honest, we don't always like that. You know, that, that God is in control. We want to be in control, right? We kind of want to be Geppetto and God, you be Pinocchio. We'll pull the strings. Uh, you know, God, you be the genie. I'll make the wish. It'll be your command. We're good to go. Okay, God. But I want you to know that God, in his sovereignty, in his wisdom, he has not hired out as the consulting firm, Mankind LLC, and get his guidance from us. James chapter 4, verse 3 says, You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. See, uh, another 
reason why we struggle in our prayer life is because sometimes, in fact, often, we make it about ourselves and our name and our glory instead of the name and the glory of God. We have struggles with prayer. We have these and, and other ones too, but I, I want us to take a, a step away from our struggles because I want you to get God's best yes for all your prayers, okay? And, and so I'm gonna give you a, a number of pro tips for your prayer life, right? Uh, the first pro tip is that prayer is a heart-to-heart talk with God. Prayer is worship of God. It's not just talking into thin air. It's talking into the very heart of God. Prayer is saying, God, I need you in the good days just as much as I need you in the bad days. God, you are God, and I need you. Another pro tip, prayer is about relationship, okay? We try to make it about results so much, about relationship. You know, just think about your relationship with your best friend. Think about the things that you talk about with your your best friend. Talk about this thing, that thing, and everything, right? And, And think about the emotion that you have in those conversations, your best friend. Well, I want you to know that there is no one, no one, not even close, no one that cares for you and wants the best for you more than God. It's not even close. Now think too with your best friend relationship here on earth, if, if you went to your best friend and all you ever talked about to your best friend is what you want your best friend to do for you every time you got together, what would that relationship look like? It looked pretty one-sided, right? Instead of two-sided. Pro tip three, prayer, it does take time. Okay. Sometimes when, when we pray, what we have to do is we have to stop doing the good that we were doing or wanted to do and do the better thing of prayer. Do the best thing, not just the good thing. It takes time. We need to have the self-discipline to do the better thing instead of just the good thing. Jesus says, Father, the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Pro tip four is praying in Jesus' name is is praying in confidence. It's praying in faith about God and his kingdom and his will according to his word, knowing that God has only good purposes in mind and in store for us. It means praying so that God's name is lifted up, so that God is glorified. It's about his will and his way. Psalm 37 verse 4 says this, Take delight in the Lord, 
and he will give you the desires of your heart. The more you and I are in tune with God, the more our prayers and our lives will reflect that we are in tune with God. Next one. In James, it says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What's that make you feel like as you think about your prayer life? How righteous are you, right? Well, I want you to know, if, if you've been praying on the basis of your own righteousness, that's why you're struggling. But if you're praying on the basis of Jesus' righteousness, which he's already given you, that's completely different. Right? When you're praying with Jesus' righteousness, not your own, because if you're like me, you mess up all the time. But if you're praying with Jesus' righteousness, absolutely pray, that's powerful. That's effective. That's exhilarating. That's confidence. Next thing, pro tip, how do we pray? Uh, and share a, a, a model of prayer. It's on the screen there. And, and this is just a model. You do not have to pray this way. It is just a way. It's called the Acts model. Some of you will know it, and some of you, you know, it'll be the first time you look at it. The Acts model, the A is just adoration, adoring God. Begin your prayers with adoring God. God, it's amazing. I, I'm praying to you, and, and there are 7 billion other people in the world and you know right where I'm at, and you know right where everyone else is at. I praise you, God. Your creativity is out of this world. You know, your plan of salvation, no one would have come up with that. How can you praise God? What do you want to praise God for? The C is confession, right? Um, What do you have to confess to God? It is, is it a, an action that you've done? Is it a, an attitude that you have? And maybe nobody else knows about it, but you know about it. God knows about it. Is it it's something that you said? What do you have to confess? And, and know that God is there as your Savior, God. You know, God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The T is, is Thanksgiving. You want to start off your day in in a great way, in a a way that will propel you for the rest of the day? Start off with thanks. What are you thankful for? What's God given you that you're thankful for? Maybe thankful for God himself. Thankful for the things that, to be honest, right, if you're like me anyway, unfortunately, we just take so much for granted. Thankful for running water. Thankful for water that you can drink, hot and cold water. Thankful for food, you know, that's packed in our refrigerator. We can't even find stuff. Stuff goes out of date because we don't even know we have it. Because God is so generous to us. Thankful for the family and friends that he gave you for faith. You know, what do you have to be thankful to God for. And the S is supplications. It's another word for request. What, what do you need? What do you want? Bring those things to God. What do you need? What do you want? Not only for you, but for your family, your friends, 
and for the world. You know, the, the world might look a whole lot different if you and I spent less time complaining about the world and more time praying for the world. And you know where that change will first happen? It's right inside our own heart. The Acts model. Just a way. Final thing, waiting is often a part of our prayer life. I don't know about you, I'm not a fan of waiting, okay? Just gonna be honest, I'm not a fan of waiting. I go to fast food restaurants, why? Because they're fast, all right? That's it, I mean, eating's not that big, you know, because we got food all over the place, I just want it now, all right? My daughter just came back from the World Cup. She said, Dad, you'd never make it over there. Seriously, that's what she said. You'd never make it over there. You go into a restaurant, and there are like two waiters for the whole restaurant. Takes like two or three hours to eat. I'm like, no way. And she goes, yeah, I told you, no way would you make it. When I go to Target or pick and save up on Highway 100 and, and then to, to come home, I've got to turn left. And I don't know if you've ever been at that light. And you got to turn left. That light lasts forever, right? And especially it takes me off when there's no cross traffic and I'm just sitting there. I'll be honest. I've, I've looked in my rearview mirror. I've looked around. Is there a police officer? <laughs> you know? I haven't done it, but I've thought about it. You know, I don't, I don't like waiting and you know, there's, there's perhaps something worse than waiting, and that's having to take a detour. In our prayer life, sometimes there are detours if you're taking notes. You like detours? I mean, just uh, imagine you're, you're driving somewhere on vacation. You've got your plan set up. You know that, you know, it's 200 miles or whatever. You're going to get there at this amount of time, and, and you're going to be able to go on and, and do these different types of things, and all of a sudden this orange sign comes up, construction ahead. I mean, I mean really, how many of you, when you, you see that orange construction sign, are going, yeah, oh, awesome, man. We get to go through a detour it's going to be amazing. Turn up the radio. And, you know, you start banging on the steering wheel to the beat. And this is great. No, we don't do that, do we? We don't like detours because we know the, the fastest way to get from A to B is a straight line. Well, think of it this way. When you're flying in a plane and you're looking down, you can see a whole lot of things, right? You see a whole lot of things. You see patterns and, and different stuff like that. And when, when you're driving in the car, you can't see all those things, right? You, you can't see what's very far in front of you, but from up above, you can see more. I want you to know that God sees the patterns, right? God's well aware that the quickest way from point A to point B is a straight line, but he sees what's in between A and B. And he doesn't want you or me to get hurt. And he doesn't want us to lose our relationship with him. And so because he sees what's in between A and B, sometimes what happens is we go on a detour. And, and sometimes that, that detour is a big detour and there's detour upon detour. But I want you to know that all God always gives his best yes. 
always gives his best yes. And so as I look back on my life, I think about times where, man, I just prayed. I mean, I was, all, I was on the floor. I was on my knees. I was shaking. I was, you know, and it didn't happen right away. And I got frustrated, and I got angry. And, you know, looking back, what I ought to have been in those times instead of frustrated and angry was a whole lot more trusting, and I should have spent time praising God for the detour because he was protecting me. Sometimes God sends us on a detour so he can give us his best yes. So what is it? What are you struggling with? What is hard in your life? What is difficult? What is driving you crazy? What is making you upset? When, when you go through those times, remember you're on a detour. And remember when you're on a detour, you're on a detour because God is up to something amazing in your life. I want you to know God's super familiar with detours too. See, Jesus took a detour. Jesus detoured out of heaven and came to earth. Jesus took a detour of being purely, purely God and taking on human flesh. The author of life took a detour and became a little baby that was completely dependent on these two people, Mary and Joseph. Jesus took a detour. He took a detour from the praise and the glory and the honor that he was receiving in heaven to come to earth to be rejected, humiliated, condemned, misunderstood, crucified. See, Jesus, Jesus took a detour. And, and Jesus took this detour not just to the cross, but up on the cross. And three days later, he made it to the other side. You see, Jesus took a detour because that was God's best yes for you. Because Jesus took that detour, eternity and relationship with God is wide open for you. Jesus took the detour because it was God's best yes for you and me. And as you pray, know that that's the only way that God's going to answer your prayers is with his best yes. And that Jesus is the answer to every single one of our prayers. Let's pray. Lord God, we are amazed at you. 
we live on a, a pretty big planet and a pretty big solar system and a pretty big galaxy. But your bigness goes way beyond that. You're the God of the universe, the God of the one word you said, and it was so. And part of the word that you spoke was your plan of salvation. We, we praise you, God, for doing what we could never do, thinking of things we would never even think of. We confess to you, God, that a lot of times, a lot of times, we fail to recognize you or see you, or see you give you credit or give you glory. A lot of times we've been just burning white hot angry at you when actually all along you were doing the absolute best thing for us. Lord, we confess all our sins before you, even the sins that we don't even know that we committed. Lord, we thank you for your generosity. You are the giver of every good and perfect gift. We thank you for our family, our friends, our faith, our gifts, our skills, the opportunities that are in front of us. Lord, we ask that you would not only keep us close to you, but that because you're our best yes, that we would recognize the truth that you're everybody's best yes. Everybody's. So, Lord, we humbly ask that you would empower us to share you with others so no matter who they are, they might receive your best yes too. In the powerful and saving name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.